You're listening to Sailing Into Oblivion Podcast. Welcome aboard, Mighty Sparrow. September 18th, uh, coming into day 66 out here on the old Atlantic by myself. And uh, it's a balmy 88 degrees this morning. Uh, Just woke up from a lovely, lovely sleep, hours and hours. I'd say I got at least four, maybe five hours of sleep last night. Uh, pretty much uninterrupted. And uh, yeah, feeling pretty good. I, I wanted to do more of these um, just over the last few days, but it's just been, it's too hot. I can't have all the fans on blowing right at me. Uh, it makes too much noise. So I, uh, Sorry about that, uh, but I assure you I am sweating bullets right now. <laughs> but uh, we just had a nice big squall pass, maybe 10 miles south. It would have been definitely one of those where I could have caught a ton of rain. But uh, long ago I remembered that I, I spent a lot of time trying to chase squalls in this boat and uh it doesn't work it it doesn't work at all so (laughs) you end up wasting your time losing miles and then um you know you just gotta let the rain come when the rain's gonna come but uh yeah i've had the uh emergency pump out trying to desalinate some salt water i do about three three and a half gallons a day which equates to about for four to five hours, something like that, and um, the three gallons are for drinking. Um, definitely drinking at least a gallon, gallon and a half a day, um, and then I like to pump like a little extra half gallon or quarter gallon to just just be able to do sort of a handkerchief uh, wipe down on my body, mostly to cool off more than anything. But um, I take a little dab of uh, shampoo put it on there and then just dribble a little on my head and and uh you know try and get every surface wet with a little soap feels good uh i changed my sheets uh last night finally i mean they're just awful they just they're sticky gross salty i'm hoping if i can get a big squall today at some point i'm hoping to do a big batch of laundry just boxer shorts and those sheets and uh and then hopefully with the light winds over the next few days be able to dry them all out that'd be that'd be a pretty big game changer as far as uh, comfort down below um it's been it's been pretty not i don't want to say atrocious because it's not i mean i i definitely do little wipe downs, try and keep the mold under control, keep the floor clean, galley, all that sort of stuff. But the bunk, I didn't, I didn't, I only have like two, two pairs of sheets and it's so hot and I don't have enough water to just rinse off all the time. So I knew I'd be hopping in and out sweaty and, and all that. So I didn't want to go too crazy, but now we are heading basically for home now um 
Uh, we're above five degrees north. Uh, technically, we're we're about three three hundred and four hundred miles um, north of the Amazon Delta. So that puts us at five degrees twenty six north and forty three degrees west. So just to give you an idea of how far I got to go to get to the edge, the north eastern edge of the Caribbean, we're looking at 1,500 miles and then another like 1,200 miles from there. So you can do the math, uh, but it's around 2,600, 2,800 total. I don't know, as the crow flies, but uh, a great circle route has me going a little north. There's not too much to it, um, but yeah, I'm basically... Um, headed in that direction um we had hurricane teddy he's still up there but he's he's swinging north he's probably just going to go out into the open atlantic uh as far as i know this next system is going to weaken i'm watching it like a hawk so is my mom so is my brother and um i'm hoping to get in front of this next calm Cape head in the direction I'm going, which is about 310, um, which basically aims me right towards the edge of the Caribbean and then right towards Beaufort, South Carolina. So uh, it's time. I'm dodging bullets now. We're going from the dull drums, and I, by that I mean absolutely dull times. Um, I am so bored, I can't even... It's hard to equate or explain the emotions and everything that I was going through. Oh, hold on. I got to... Eh, no, actually, I think we're good. The breeze is sort of picking up a little bit, but we're still heading pretty much in the right direction. Um, so I'm going to just go with it. Actually, no, I'll, I'll be right back. Sorry about that. No messing around. Uh, we've got perfect conditions right now to be able to pretty much uh, go on to a broad reach with full sail up and all that sort of stuff. The last two days have been tough uh, from the from the point of once, once you try and the wind's coming around more from the east and when it does that, that's fine, uh, but I'm, I wanna head to the northwest, which means I'm basically, I wanna go on a broad reach. So the wind's, coming in between from behind me and on the side of me Broadridge and uh, problem with this boat and a lot of the full keel heavy displacement boats is that if you have swell it rolls the boat so heavily that the sails unless there's enough wind the sails just flog they can't hold it and for the last couple of days, I had just enough wind, but then the waves built up a little bit yesterday and uh, to the point where we started slamming. And, you know, it's one thing to slap the mainsail. It's another thing when the mainsail and the big drifter every minute or so are getting wham, you know, they, they just slam and it's, it's, you can feel the whole boat shake and everything you know that that sort of shock load is the stuff that breaks 
boats and uh, four stays and equipment and all that. And so still got still got a long way to go and I got to protect the boat. But the swell was so big that, I mean, you know, and, and it's only probably six feet or something or an odd eight foot or whatever. But that's that's big enough. If you don't have the wind, you can't you can't really use it. So uh, I ended up jibing at the end of the day and i was headed pretty much north for a little bit um but i know the wind's supposed to shift a little bit more out of the northeast um uh, a little further north so i figured might as well head up that direction and try and catch that we're gonna get hit by some doldrumy area here um so i'm expecting at least one full day um of of just motoring which is fine you know if i if i can motor for 20 hours or something like that burn another 10 gallons of diesel i haven't refilled the tanks from the bladder in i don't know how many hours of engine running i'm trying to run the engine one hour a day if not more uh, but it's just so hot <laughs> It's like adding uh, a nuclear bomb to, it's like adding gasoline to a nuclear bomb. So, uh, cause the bladder, it's still holding in. It's still great, but I have a feeling that if I fill the tanks after another good 20 or so hours of running the engine, fill those up, I might be able to then fill two or three of the jerry cans and then I might be able to actually shift this fuel bladder into a safer spot um, or at least condense it a little bit so I can access my water tanks in case I get a big, big deluge. Um, and that's, you know, that's about it. I just really want to make sure it's uh, a little more secure. I'd love, love to get it completely under my bunk uh, and actually like hammered and screwed in to where I think that no matter what I would be <clears throat> I'd be okay it's not gonna go anywhere and then I could actually open up this walkway again which I think more than anything that's probably what I want is I want my boat back to what it normally is like and uh, I don't like having to crawl over the bunk bunch of times a day and you know I'm definitely ruining those those doors that that are holding everything together but it's mostly just dragging salt onto my bunk constantly that's what that's what's getting annoying but I doubt I'm gonna be able to get because there's got to be at least a hundred gallons if not more still in that bladder and um, there's no way that would take 200 hours of running that engine and that didn't happen. Uh, other news, so feeling feeling good, you know. Um, mentally getting there. Tons of reading. As I said, pumping water. That gives you more stuff to do. Doing the boat checks. Um, had to fix the bilge pump. Still, I think I, I have to go in there and shorten the hose. I think there's a little bit of an airlock the situation that's going on. The actual pump works great. Um, other than that though, it's not a whole lot. It's, it's pretty much doing the same stuff. So typical day, you know, get up around six, make some coffee. And, uh, pretty soon here, I'm going to 
probably pop on some sort of podcast or um, audio book and sit down and, and do a few hours of pumping. When it's calm like this, it's great because I just fill up like a three, four gallon bucket of salt water, put it in the cockpit, put the old uh, desalinator pump in that, and then pump away. Um, and that way it's not dragging behind and it's it works really, really efficiently and stuff. And uh, just put it right into a gallon jug. And as soon as I, I'm, I'm cycling through this stuff, so it's kind of weird because even, even though it's desalinated water, it should be pure, all that sort of stuff. I'm putting it into these other containers and they've all had rainwater in them, which had the bacteria, which grew so fast I couldn't believe it. Uh, so it's, you know, it's one of those things where I, I pretty much, the, the stuff that I pump today, I will have used by tomorrow or the next day. So I'm psyched. I have each like marked as like jug number one, jug number two, and then there's the one that I'm filling. Um, I'm not trying to stockpile at all because I have probably five or ten gallons in the main tank. And then I have five gallons of pure water from Maine uh, in a jerry can under the bunk. So that that's my last resort. If I... If, if the pump breaks and I can't catch... Or I can't get any rain that way... I use whatever's in the main tank first, sparingly, and then the absolute last is that I get that jerry can out. And that jerry can with five gallons, you can ration down to less than half a gallon a day, and you will be pretty much, uh, I'll be headed towards Grenada, you know, as one of those things. But I'm pretty sure I'm going to catch some rain in the next couple days, but... You know, five gallons for me basically means uh, a minimum of 10, 10 days, 10 to 12 days of water, which if I'm still able to move, that means, uh, you know, a thousand miles. And right now, a thousand miles, that puts me pretty much into the Caribbean. And, um, and yeah, so... I'm not sort of stuck out in the middle of the ocean with, with very little water. I would love to have, you know, a huge deluge. If we if we got a big squall today, that would be nice because I have one, two, three, four. I have four five-gallon jugs, which if it rained, like it rained for, you know, an hour or something like that, I'd let it wash all that salt off, get, get 20 gallons of just beautiful pure rain i definitely have to put a drop of bleach in each one but i would think that with that bleach and i've got my my brita filter and stuff um then i'd be all set i mean then then you're you're looking at a month of water uh on board again i'd love to be able to access that tank because I would pour those 20 gallons straight into one of the, the main tanks and then f keep filling. But I don't know. We'll have to see. Um, like I said, i got a calm coming up in the next day or so. And um, i going to motor, transfer as much fuel as I possibly can. And then from there, we'll, we'll sort of be in lockdown mode. Because I think the winds are going to pick up from the east. 
which is perfect for me because I'm headed northeast, broad reach, and if they pick up, that means we're moving fast. Going with the current, you know, doing 140 miles a day, and uh, yeah, that's that's pretty good. So the one thing that uh, I just have to keep out for is the tropical waves coming off of Africa and making sure we can sort of monitor and then hopefully position i don't i don't mind you know literally if if they forecast one that's going to go along this path and and cut just above the caribbean i don't mind heading south and hoving to and waiting just to be safe um i'll 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 alter my course days in advance it's it's fine for me you know uh, there's just no rush really to get back anymore. I know I'm going to be back there in October and, uh, I just want to get back there safe, keep the boat safe and, uh, get back in one piece. So, uh, but I want to get back to the East coast. I want to make it back to America. Cause I think, you know, even though I'm not going back to where I left, there's something about, you know, circumnavigating the Atlantic, I want to go back to at least the same country that I left from. And uh, it'll also be good to get home to the States so that I can, you know, get a job and start making money. Uh, I'm so glad I didn't go into debt on this thing, but I spent it all. Holy smokes. But there's a few things, you know, I'm going to try and do Sailing Into Oblivion, do the audiobook and put that out. Maybe that'll help, uh, but it's, it's pretty much trying to get like a part-time job so that I can uh, start fixing up the boat and earning earning my keep. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. So those are my sort of future plans. But uh, for today, again, it's just going to be a little pumping. Uh, finished another a James Patterson book last night. And uh, I'm going to have to find another one. I, have this, I, went, I went and just got a whole bunch of books from, uh, you know, Salvation Army and stuff. And uh, I don't know. I just randomly was picking and grabbing. So I have some Nicholas Sparks can, that I can read. And then I've also got some Bill Bryson that I haven't read. Um, Got some Michael Crichton, and then I've got some other drier stuff, you know, like um, biographies, Nikola Tesla, some other oddball stuff, but I don't know, it's been fun. I, I've been enjoying sort of the uh, thriller novels and stuff more than anything, um, which is usually I'm more of a nonfiction guy, but I don't know. It's been nice just being able to read and read and read. I mean, hours and hours each day. So uh, I'm hoping that uh, when I get back to life on land, it'll continue because it's way better than TV. I haven't watched a movie or anything like that in a long time out here. I don't know. I just don't have the attention span for it. But I can sit down with a book because it's just a whole different experience. Alright guys, I'm going to let everybody go, but uh, stay safe out there, and other than that, um, yeah, sail safe. Well, it's amazing what a, a good night's sleep can do, you know, to the, the prior podcast, if you listen to those. I was going a little crazy, but uh, now my world is sort of uh, revolving around water at this point, because I am... I am getting low on the water supply, and so the the little hand hand desalinator pump has come out, and that thing 
you know, it produces about one gallon per hour, which is a pretty slow, slow rate of pumping. And it's one of those pumps where you can't, you could try pumping it faster and it actually gives you less water. So it's, it's a, you pump every one or two seconds and you can't speed up, you can't slow down. It's very, very monotonous. And what I was doing was basically filling up a five gallon bucket, putting it in the cockpit and putting the hose and everything in there. And it works pretty well. It's just, you know, you, you wake up sort of knowing, okay, well, when am I going to start? It's my, my little three hour job. Cause I would do about three hours of pumping each day. And it, it was kind of annoying, but it also filled a little bit of the time and, you know, you just sit on deck and you look at the ocean. So it's pretty crazy, but, um, yeah, I wanted to talk. So, you know, I, I keep, harping about this bladder and I I touch on it a little bit in that one what really annoys me besides the fear of it uh, leaking and popping you know down if you come down into the cabin on my boat normally the bunk is on one side there's a little walkway that goes forward up to the head and up to the forepeak and then there's a big shelving unit that I built on the other side so uh, you can imagine you can just come on down and walk forward with the fuel bladder. I extended my bunk over the top of it to encase it and keep it from moving around. And so you come down and if you want to go forward, you actually have to walk across the edge of the bed. And it's the, the problem is, is you got dirty feet and, you know, salty feet. And every time you do it, you're going to you know, track a little bit on. So the bunk was getting pretty soiled, pretty bad. And then also it just, uh, it ruins the flow. <laughs> you know, normally you can come down here, you can stand up and then you can, you can choose one side to go on or the other, but you know, you got to sort of crawl across this thing. And, and that started getting more and more annoying. And especially, you know, in the calms and stuff, when, when this boat is, is very comfortable, and very homey when when everything's sort of set up correctly and at that point it, it just wasn't and it hadn't been for months and <clears throat> it was just getting sort of annoying and you know for me it it I like I like having my stuff sort of set the way I like it and to have this obstacle that's constantly there that I'm having to walk over a million times a day was was getting to me for sure so I at least isolated the problem but there was nothing I could do about it because there was just so much fuel uh, left over to burn, and I actually wouldn't even empty it out until I, I got back on land. So, all right, let's go for another one. Good morning. Welcome aboard Mighty Sparrow on this beautiful September 22 out here in the Atlantic, due north of the, uh, due north of old uh, Amazon Delta. Just crossed over the 10 degrees north latitude and about to cross over 48 degrees west longitude and just went through a hellacious night of giant squalls, thunder, lightning, winds on off, engine on off, sails up down, coffee, still drinking coffee. Mmm. Maybe got one hour of sleep, woke up to lightning and, and stuff, and 
gosh, it's amazing sometimes what, what this boat can handle as far as sails, slatting, and and dealing with all that. It's very impressive. Those those sails that my, my brother Sven made are absolutely bulletproof. Can't can't thank him enough. But uh, yeah, so we're we're getting up there. We're getting uh, we're getting into the what I call the Hurricane Belt or Hurricane Alley. Uh, so we're in basically getting into the latitudes where the hurricanes are coming off Africa, going straight towards the Caribbean. So it's time to get real focused, and I'm checking the weather pretty much every other day. And then I've got people on uh, on land that are keeping an eye on NOAA and seeing what's what's being sort of looked at um, as far as tropical waves and such. Because it's going to take me another eight or nine days to get um, just north of the Caribbean. And then from there, it's going to take at least 10 to 14 days to get to South Carolina. So in some respects, I'm in the home stretch. I could be home on land in, in 20 days. It'll probably be more like 25 uh, unless, unless these winds really kick in. I just had three days of motoring, uh, which I've depleted this, uh, this fuel bladder down. It's definitely less than half full now, which is great. That uh, means there's only probably 400 pounds of fuel sitting under this thing. So it's a little more manageable, a little less scary than uh, 800 pounds or almost 1,000 pounds. But yeah, so... I don't know, uh, just trying to <laughs> keep my head in the game, enjoy things. I, it was probably the most, one of the most spectacular sunrises I've ever seen. Uh, just basically, it looked like I was in a cave looking out at a sunrise because it's just, it was just clouds and still lightning and stuff like that, and it just was amazing, and it was... It was one of those things where, you know, you fight your way through the night to get, you know, it's just hard and it's, it, it wasn't cold, I wouldn't say, because it's still like 90 degrees, but it, it was, you know, you're getting wet and you're collecting rain and you're doing this, doing laundry, doing all this stuff and then fighting with the sails, trying to get some sleep. And then that, that all of a sudden the light and it was kind of crazy because the the tips of some of these cumulonimbus clouds were lighting up while there were still constellations in the sky that's how tall some of these were and and then all of a sudden i saw the you know the light at the end of the tunnel and oh <laughs> it was good because <laughs> you just don't you can't see outside of the lightning strikes you can't see what and how big and and what's around you now you know i look around and it's pretty apparent yeah it's, it's uh hopefully today it'll chill out a little bit but it's these these are like the big big doldrums sort of uh squalls not the not the real pretty you know standalone just dump a little rain maybe maybe up the wind these are the you know take up the entire sky field of view 
40 knots, blah, 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 all that sort of stuff. Although we didn't see any, any heavy, heavy winds last night. Uh, it was all just rain and, and, and calms, but I don't know. Who knows? Maybe today we will. The wind's supposed to start filling in still, still from the south and southeast, which sucks because <laughs> that means they're still basically in the doldrums and in between the northeast trades and the southeast trades but uh i believe within the next three or four days it should shift and when it does that that is going to be a great great thing because the temperatures are going to drop a little bit i'm also going to be able to be more on a beam reach uh, because i'm headed to the northwest with the wind coming from the northeast, that is awesome. So that means I can just push, push, push. And, um, you know, with the currents, as I approach the Caribbean, the currents will become a bit more favorable. Uh, and if I can hold, you know, six knots or better, then, yeah, making 140 miles every single day. And if I can just do that for a week straight... Then you're looking at, you know, chalking over a thousand miles in one week, which is essentially half of the distance I got to go. And it's all about just getting there. I just got to, I just want to get there. I'm I, not that I'm, no, I am. I'm sick of this. <laughs> I don't want to be, I don't want to be on this misadventure anymore. I, I'm kicking myself and I, I don't let, I, I try not to ever, dwell on the past and the mistakes i like to just think about them once try and learn what i can learn from it take a lesson and then just forget about it but with so much time on my hands to just think and think and think i cannot get it out of my head that when i was in the azores and came into the wind i know there was a system coming in but I probably could have ducked underneath it and then shot across. It would have taken 25 days or whatever, but I would have been back, you know, a week or two ago. I don't know. But like I said, I don't want to dwell on it because, you know, whatever. It's been, it's been an adventure and it's been, you know, so far when I look back on it, I mean, it's, you know, You've got the first chunk where I'm headed to the Arctic and all that. And then you've got the escape from the high latitudes. Then you've got the Azores high. And then you've got the the trades. And then, you know, the dust. And then you've got the doldrums. And then, the, I don't know. It's It's been interesting. It's definitely a unique trip circumnavigating uh, the Atlantic like I have. And I think it's, you know... It might render itself to to some pretty cool talks or or anything like that, or at least it'll it'll gain a little ammo. I don't know, who knows? But um, I do know <laughs> I will be really glad when it's over. Oh man, because it's you know when you could do an epic round the world sort of trip or around the Americas, all that sort of stuff. I mean, you know, you are are pushing through there's this ultimate goal it's such an epic unique trip you know only a handful of people doing it sort of thing and so when you get back it's this big deal and 
there's congratulations and then there's book and there's you know uh, speaking engagements and and all that sort of stuff and they said that's that's just not gonna happen with this and so you're sort of i'm sort of out here just beating my boat up trying to enjoy things when i can but for the most part just kind of kicking myself and wishing you know i'd come up with a different plan but uh i don't know you know, this, uh, this is probably the final voyage for, for me and Mighty Sparrow. I may sail her up to Maine, um, you know, if I haven't sold it by then. But, uh, you know, I think the game plan is to get back there to Buford and start fixing her up and uh, put her up for sale. Hopefully find somebody who's uh, looking to get out there and do some big-time adventuring and really use use this West Sail like a West Sail should be used because, you know... I, I've done some some little trips since the the round the world, but typically it's just you know to the Caribbean and back. And this boat was built to do oceans, and I would much rather see Sparrow out there getting used by somebody else than sitting on a dock and me living on it, you know, trying to make it into like this little tiny home and uh so had had pretty much my mind made up on that one for a little while here and uh i'm actually pretty excited about it you know it's um it'll be interesting different different thing i but i've i i've owned the boat for five years it's been five years of being a live aboard doing the around the world still live aboard and uh it's been great but i think you know Sometimes you just got to move on and try something else, and I'm looking forward to uh, a little something different, you know. Uh, but we'll see. You never know. I, I'm not going to set anything in stone. Your your mind, when you're out here in the ocean alone for so long, you you come up with some pretty half cocked ideas and plans and this that and the other thing, and then you know you get back on land and and. I don't want to say reality, because a lot of times I think actual reality is out here, but society, I suppose, uh, bends you over, <laughs> makes you do, do things, uh, you see things differently there, so, I don't know. Anyway, I'm enjoying my coffee, hope everybody out there, if you have been listening, I hope you've been enjoying this podcast, I know it's it's just a series, and I'm don't plan on doing any any other ones but uh i figured i'd i'd put out something might as well you know a little content might be interesting for people to to see and it'll be it'll be kind of cool i mean i'm i'm looking forward to you know getting back and sort of listening to some of these and and sort of sewing them together because i think i'm going to try and do you know, 45 minute, one hour, I don't know, we'll, we'll see. I'm going to weave them all together so that when you one episode is like an hour long. Uh, and I don't know, it'll be interesting. I, I hope to keep, keep up on it. I think now more than the rest of the trip is going to be a little more interesting as far as what the weather's doing and uh how i'm going state of mind wise because the pressure's on because of the hurricanes and all that i mean geez they had i got uh, one message saying they had seven storms in the atlantic and they've never had that before 
And I, you know, part of me was was thinking, holy cow, but another part of me was thinking, okay, good, more. Let's let's just keep running them out. I think they're already at W. And my thinking is, you know, hurricanes cool off the ocean. The more of them we get, the cooler it'll get. And, you know, there's going to be a certain number of hurricanes this season and the sooner we get there the better uh, excuse me the better so i know there's still going to be plenty of hurricanes before i get back there but it would be pretty awesome if there was a nice like two week break and nothing i i mean i'm i'm kind of hoping that as i approach the caribbean i'm going to stick kind of right around 10 degrees north and I'm hoping that, you know, we'll get a nice big tropical wave that comes up that as it does its turn up north of the Caribbean towards Bermuda, I can sort of latch onto it and follow it and use its wind. And my, my hope is that I just don't get becalmed up above the Bahamas and uh, and then have some some big storm come up and hit Florida coming from the Gulf and then skip over Florida and wallop right into me because I don't want to have to run out back into the middle of the Atlantic I mean if I have to I have to I'll, I'll avoid a hurricane no matter what but I'm hoping hoping to just <laughs> slide on by so I don't know. We'll have to see. But, you know, supplies, everything's holding up. Um, got plenty of coffee, plenty of food. Now I've got plenty of water, which is a big relief. It was getting low there. Pumping every single day, two to three gallons with that stupid little hand pump. It takes about an hour or so to make one gallon of fresh water that tastes terrible. And then I would go ahead and filter it through the Brita filter still didn't taste very good but now I think I have probably 10 10 or 12 gallons of rainwater another two gallons of filtered water and then I have my backup five gallons of water from Rockland Maine still so I put a little bit of bleach one drop of bleach per five gallons uh, just to make sure I don't get any growth although I think we're far enough away from Africa that uh, we're not getting any of that bacteria, but got to keep an eye on the stuff, and um, you know, because you don't want to waste it. There's nothing worse than cracking open the jug and smelling it, or seeing the little gray floaties, and just thinking, ah, oh, no, this water's ruined. Because you just you can't drink it. You drink it, you're you're gonna be puking it up later. So. Keep an eye on that. Get it all sorted. Hopefully I'll catch some more today and be able to keep blasting. Like I said, the wind's going to be filling in, and they already have. I mean, I'm, I'm pushing. You know, I, I went to lay down, and I'm already in sort of a different mindset. You know, before having only slept like one hour for the night, things ease up in the morning. I can see what's going on. I would have probably, you know eased up on the sale plan and tried to get some sleep but and I tried to do that this morning and just 10 minutes of lying there and thinking to myself I want to get home let's go let's do this so up 
put up a bunch more sale. Now we're doing, instead of doing, uh, you know, three and a half, four knots, now we're doing five and a half, six knots. And you do that over 24 hours and you're, you're talking about 40 mile difference just for that one day. You do that over a week, then you're, you're looking at actual serious mileage. So just got to keep pushing. I'll sleep when I get there. And uh, other than that, life life is pretty good. Just going to keep reading, enjoying some podcasts, doing my thing, keeping my routine, starting to do my little workouts and everything, get back in shape. I cannot wait to run. Oh, it's going to be so nice to run. Just a little cardio, because the only thing you can do really on the boat is, you know, some sort of sit-ups and planks and push-ups. That's it. I mean, it's 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 hard with the motion of the boat i don't really don't i don't enjoy doing any sort of workouts on the boat um yeah besides besides breathing exercises that's about it that's that's the one where it's it's like yeah i got plenty of time might as well do these but when i'm on land i like to jog i love getting up and going for a run and you know because i i gained I don't know, I packed on like 20 pounds or something like that for this trip, and because I've had so much food on board, I haven't really lost any of it. So I'm going to get back there and need to really, really crunch down. But anyway, that's uh, that's it for day 70 out here on the ocean. Uh, for Mighty Sparrow, thanks for listening. Sail safe, everybody. Have a good day. Well, it pretty much just plugging away at this point really and just trying to keep focused and and keep the boat moving at this point and yeah as I enter sort of the the danger zone it is it is a little daunting I I was really keeping an eye on the weather make sure you know I could try and position myself as best as I could with that many hurricanes that had already rolled through you know I did have that sort of theory that you know the you get a bunch of them it cools the sea down and it calms it down and that's that's sort of what I was banking on but you know you never know stuff with with weather coming the way it has over the last bunch of years it's it's anybody's guess what happens but um yeah so that's that's just plugging away trying to get my uh my little boat home thanks for tuning in and listening and as always if you want to check out that book sailing into oblivion available on amazon Have a good day.